welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and wraps our rivals in chains for every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Stumbaugh. Hey! What are you doing here? Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> just thought I'd come talk about The Punisher. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> uh, listeners, we got a special guest, Tyler, who, if you're a longtime listener, you know the eight of you out there, uh, was back way back for a Christmas special Christmas special for Dare, uh, Deadpool. Another guy in red. Yeah, you only seem to so, bring me in for the violent stuff. Yeah. There might be a reason for that. <laughs> All right. Well... Before we get into the podcast, we'd like to ask all you listeners out there to join us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind and give us a a rating on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app that you can do ratings on because Al found out it's particularly hard to do it on some apps. But please, throw in that effort. (laughs) Come on, guys. Try. Uh, Apparently, you you can't do that on a few. Uh... And with us uh, introducing guests and begging for our reviews, we'll go into our episode, which is Daredevil Season 2, Episode 3, New York's Finest. Original drop date, March 18th, 2016. Alright, and here's a quick synopsis of the episode as a whole, of the, um, I guess basically three slightly different, or three separate uh, storylines. Daredevil spends the entire episode chained to a rooftop trying to convince the Punisher to stop killing people because he's not like some kind of joker or anything. And in response, the Punisher spends the entire time trying to tell Batman, I mean Daredevil, that one bad day for him would make the two of them the same, which would be hilarious, like some kind of uh, killing joke or something like that. Anyway, in the end, the Punisher finds and kills Grotto, then attacks the Dogs of Hell's motorcycle club, who come to the rooftop to fight Daredevil, but they all fight in the hallway, so Daredevil has home court advantage. While all of this is going on, Foggy goes out looking for Matt Murdock, only to end up in a hospital trying to stop gang members from fighting even more. Lastly, Karen gets some documents from the DA's assistant and goes through them. Okay. I'm I'm highly offended, because... The one thing I had in our last category of um, of random things was the Joker Daredevil comparison, or Joker <laughs> Punisher Batman Daredevil comparison. <laughs> well, we spent the entire season one uh, comparing Daredevil to Batman, and I guess now we should branch out a little. So, I guess the writers had the exact same idea. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to say that the Punisher is a close comparison to the joker though no vice versa punisher is batman oh. or punisher no you're right <laughs> no you're totally right <laughs> i don't know where my mind is yeah no i mean he's he's definitely different but he had that one line uh that was the uh you know one bad day and you'll be just like me yeah you're at one bad point, day like, from being me Exactly. At that point, they're just not even trying. They, they just, they will. Someone, one of the writers, I'm sure, just wants to write for Batman, is my assumption. And yeah. this is all they could get. Um, so I was listening to another podcast. Uh, it's actually the Dueling Genre um, Patreon podcast I subscribe to. And they made a very apt comparison. Uh, imagine you don't know anything about superheroes at all. Okay, you've never heard of superheroes, you don't know who Batman is or Daredevil or anything. I tell you, there's a blind man who uh, sees through echolocation and another guy who wears armor and jumps from rooftop to rooftop fighting crime. 
which one would you call Batman and which one would you call Daredevil? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> that's that's not fair. You didn't completely describe the armor guy. He has a cape and a and a cowl. But mainly and a cowl, the cape. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Evil Knievel wore a cape. I'm sure um Nick Cage's Ghost Rider wore a cape occasionally when he wasn't Ghost Ridering. <laughs> <laughs> That's Those are the only two daredevils I know. <laughs> I think he might have actually had a cape in one of those like early stunt scenes he was doing. I I think so. <laughs> yeah. We we watched that one for Halloween. We're not going back to check. <laughs> well, it's all right. There's the sequel you can watch for this Halloween. We'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely on the list. Unfortunately, that's yeah. the list. Oh, oh, yep. That's a bad list to be on. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, with that tangent out of the way in the first five minutes, um, let's go to our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? So, behind-the-scene connections to the larger MCU or any Easter eggs? I've only got one this time, which is unusual. Ooh, so we'll start is, with you guys. Okay, and I was about to say, that's one more than I have. I could not find anything, actually. Yeah, I didn't catch anything in this episode. Okay, well, in that case... Um, so, in the end of the hallway scene, or hallway staircase scene, mm-hmm. um, Daredevil's going up against the really bald biker... The really tall, bald biker guy. And his name is uh, Dan Miragliata, and he's an MMA ref. And he did this because he knew the stunt coordinator for the show. Oh, was that Dan Miragliata? Was yeah. Really? Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I knew you'd know who that was. Yeah. I, I, I assumed you would. Yeah, I had no idea that was him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is he, yeah, that's the, is he famous for doing that? Or He's one of their, like, go-to refs for, like, the big events. So for like any like championship fight or you know like main event of any importance, he's one of the few they go to like him and Herb Dean. Yeah. Okay. So so that's the only thing. Yeah. And another one that's a stretch. So I'm not sure if I would count this or not. But when um, Batman and Superman team up, they call it the world's finest in the comics. So I know New York Finest is the cops, but are they also um, giving a wink to Batman and Superman teaming up since this is Daredevil and Punisher first time really talking? Mm, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, oh, but I don't know why would they give a wink to DC when they're, you know, doing their own thing. Uh, DC and Marvel wink at each other occasionally. Oh. You'll see that a lot more in DC. They'll talk about Marvel stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then maybe then. Yeah, I... I, I guess. I, I feel like maybe uh, that could count as one. Um, I mean, hell, the entire episode was the Punisher trying to be the Joker. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, up right. until the end when he uses a gun. But other than that part. Um... <laughs> the Joker uses guns, so it's still an apt comparison. I guess yeah. that's fair. Yeah, he's usually say bang like in text. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, it depends on which Joker. Yeah, he that's like Jack Nicholson Joker. people all the time. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that. How many? 
Like, I want to sit down and watch all the Jokers. Like, Bat- uh, Batman 66, Batman 89, Dark Knight, uh, Suicide Squad, and then um, Joker. But then it's like, oh, these this funny, it's funny and creepy, it's really awesome, and then the other two are just disappointing to me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do you really want to sit through Jared Leto pretending to be the Joker? I'll, I'll sit through Jared Leto before I sit through Joaquin Phoenix again. <laughs> Was it that bad? I haven't seen it yet. I, I hate it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he would just, I mean, uh, he won Best Actor in the Oscars for it, so I guess some people liked it. <laughs> yeah. But so it's... did Heath Ledger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a... Uh, um... So something today I don't know what it was but it was uh it's interesting how we had two jokers or two actors who played joker win academy awards and one right in the middle of those that everyone's already forgotten about <laughs> yeah well that's because he looks like a mumble rapper nowadays he does <laughs> yeah uh tony you forgot my favorite joker mark hamill well yeah okay i should say cinematic jokers all right that's fair yeah he is he is actually the best joker. Okay, I'm glad we agree opinion. on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about we'll probably Joker will probably come a few more times in this episode. But before we get there, let's talk about our heroes. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like a for real superhero, which is I'm not like a groupie stalker type but... I choose to run toward my problems. And not away from them. That's what. Because that's what heroes do. Um. Now we're at the point, Tyler. Which, as this is airing, none of our other two Daredevils have been airing. We're kind of still calling Punisher a villain because he's an antagonist. <laughs> I mean, that's so we're not fair. I'd say, as of right now, he is a villain to Daredevil and the City of New York. Yeah. So, so this section we'll talk about uh, Matt pretty much exclusively. Okay. <laughs> Except for his interactions. But, um... So, yeah. So, did Matt think he was going to burst out of his chains? He sure <laughs> seemed like it. He kept trying. <laughs> it's like, I know the dude's strong, but he's not bending steel. Yeah. Did he... Like know that they were kind of weak in one spot. That, that's kind of what I was wondering because they they kind of I, I didn't rewind it early on in the episode, but it kind of seemed like he heard like a spot of it wasn't that strong. And then at the end, mm-hmm. when he uses the one bullet in that pistol to actually shoot the chain, kind of seemed like he was aiming for a specific spot. I'm, I'm wondering if maybe he was hoping he'd get lucky on that. Mm, I mean, the spot that it showed, like when he was uh, trying to flex out and it kind of creaked, that looked like it was around the back, and he shot it on the side. Oh well, yeah. then never mind. Yeah, I agree. I think it was like they did point to like, hey, there's one link on the back that's obviously weaker than the others. I kind of tried to look; mm-hmm. it didn't seem weaker. It's just that the camera zoomed in there. Yeah, it just seemed like it kind of he put stress on it and like creaked a little. Yeah, but um. Yeah, it didn't come to anything because he ended up shooting the chain. Um, this is our third fight with Matt versus Frank or Punisher versus Daredevil. And the only way Daredevil can finally win is by using the weapons that Punisher gives him. <laughs> oh, hitting him with the uh, revolver and the chain? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
Yeah, I mean, I was talking the other day with someone, and we definitely came to the conclusion, just like straight up fist fight. Punisher seems to have it almost every time. Oh yeah, he well he's it's the it's the brute strength he has plus the military training mm-hmm. compared to just boxing and some martial arts. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually. I'm surprised that it's so one-sided. You'd think it would be like, Daredevil wins the first one, the Punisher wins the second one, and this is the final showdown, which is more usual for a TV show. Yeah, no, instead it's just Daredevil getting the crap beat out of him three times. Uh, two times. Daredevil wins the last time because of the gun hand (laughs) and the chain. Okay, but before he did finally knock him out, he got at least knocked down... I, you know, during that fight and out for a few seconds, because then he was able to blow up the bikes. Oh, well, yeah. Well, he punched... Oh, yeah, he didn't knock him down. He was just focused on his mission. Oh, okay. Uh, Frank. So he knocked him down. Oh, I've got a second. Then shoot the um, RPG. Right, yeah. Then... Or it's not, that's, not, that's not RPG. That's grenade. Yeah, and then it was yeah. gun hand to the rescue. Yep. <laughs> so, um... While uh, Matt was still chained up, uh, Matt kind of goes in, uh, like, tears into um, Frank a little bit, saying, like, you lost someone, right? Well, boo-hoo, everyone's lost someone. Which is the same thing that I always say about Loki. It's cool motive, still murder. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's no disagreeing with you there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Matt immediately goes into... uh you know, trying to talk mode as a lawyer or a kind of a therapist. I wonder if he was trying to like go into that kind of mode, but um, yeah, at least he, uh, did he just know, like, was that one of those things he could just tell? I Yeah. I mean, you talk to people who were soldiers. He brings this up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you could tell, especially if they're fresh from their deployment or things are really hard, how they act and how they move is very soldier-like. Mm-hmm. So I think he was reading body language and, you know, knowing him smelling gunpowder or smelling <laughs> the sands of Iraq or whatever just because he can. Right. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but, I mean, he could tell probably the the by the way he was acting that he's definitely lost someone because I'm sure Matt Murdock is very familiar with, you know, revenge and people who are going after it yeah i mean they they kind of went into it in this one but him looking for the revenge for um his father Mm -hmm. like uh, not throwing the fight and being killed for that right so he understands it himself as well Well, yeah i mean that was also a a big part of uh, season one, too. I mean, not exactly the whole revenge part, but, like, the whole wanting to kill bad people, too. I, I think we already said that, too, like, a week or two ago. Uh, but, um, like, just, like, Daredevil has gone through kind of that mindset of, like, debating if he should do the same things as the Punisher or not. Mm-hmm. And I guess in the end, he decided to, you know, take this route, at least. Yeah. Also, after um, watching this episode again, for Matt to say that he doesn't kill people after watching that hallway fight, that's <laughs> bullshit. He absolutely murdered some of those men. 
<laughs> Again, but going back to Batman. Have either of you guys played Batman, like, the Arkham games? Oh, yeah, you kill a lot of people. <laughs> or like No, the... he doesn't. He just gives them severe brain damage. Or, for instance, the Spider-Man game when you kick someone off the top of a skyscraper. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> very, well, they... You know what? It's very little-known fact. In New York City, the grounds are made out of rubber. Oh, so, so you hit the ground, bounce. just bounce back up, and you're fine. Or how about when he <laughs> hurls a bad guy at a, you know, the side of a building like a fastball? Yeah, yeah totally good. Yeah. Just everyone bounces? Yep, everything bounces. <laughs> well, that was actually kind of a cool effect in that game, because they would get caught by something and web to the side of the building. Maybe it wasn't yeah. all of them, but a lot of them did end up that way like you yeah. throw them and they would just end up on the side yeah you don't see spider-man throw <laughs> webs but he definitely did it trust us <laughs> but that way he doesn't kill though right yep <laughs> i mean like a daredevil game would just be batman again yeah which i wouldn't mind i like those batman games yeah but essentially but... probably just be one of the arkham series yeah or um the Raft. Batman, or Daredevil, The Raft. <laughs> Although, if they were to make it accurate, I would want all the cutscenes when he's not dressed up as Daredevil to just be black. <laughs> just, you don't see anything. You're seeing it from his perspective. <laughs> it's completely a black screen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At least you get no, some you see. Yeah, no, you see it through fire. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, that's what it looked like in this. <laughs> that's how echolocation works. I mean, I don't know how like, a location works. I squeak loudly all the time, and I'm still <laughs> can't see. <laughs> just in case, it's like you ever. It's like you know everyone does this. They'll just like put their arm out trying to use the force, just in case it works. Yeah. Put their arm against the wall just to see if they can spider climb, <laughs> just to see if it works. <laughs> so you do echolocation just in case it works. Yeah, people get freaked out when I'm downtown Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work. Do you close your eyes too when you do it, or? Well, you you have to. I okay. mean, it's not fair. I don't know if I'm seeing through my eyes or seeing through echolocation. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll talk about more about my powers in the powers section. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Um... Is there is there anything about Matt? Anything else about Matt that we want to bring up? Uh, I kind of did want to bring up that hallway fight. Um, I don't know if it counts for a later thing. I, I don't know. I'm still getting used to this this new format, but I'm going to bring it up yeah, now, uh, at least that whole fight. Okay. Okay, well, the hallway fight hmm? would go into the powers and abilities, right? Well, then never mind. I'll yeah, wait. I'd say so. Okay. Sorry to be that guy, but I'm that guy. <laughs> You're not sorry. Okay. <laughs> that's, a lot, that's completely true. <laughs> All right, so moving on to our... I guess antagonists because they're not straight up villains anymore. Mm. Uh, he's still pretty villainous at this moment. I ask you to what end? Dread it, run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. The hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Before me, I said, no! most of it's going to be about Frank, so I just want to talk very briefly about Reyes, the DA. Oh, she is so unlikable. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did a good job uh, on her for uh, they, for that they really kind of did. Character. Yeah, I mean, it's like she she's a traditional lawyer. She's not the uh, foggy and Matt lawyer. Um, she also throws people under the bus a lot. Mm-hmm. Like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it. I thought she was. Okay. Pretty, she's a good. She's a good antagonist. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Frank! Back to Frank. We haven't talked to him about him in 32 seconds. <laughs> I mean, I particularly like this. This is, I think, the first episode of the season where we really get a lot of information or if we get Frank talking, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's just really interesting to see, like, no matter what, he is just dead set on this mission. There's no talking him out of it. And he's just completely single-minded the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like his code in this. It's pro- it's from the comics as well. It's like he says that you hit them and they get back up, and I hit them and they stay down. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like we've been talking about the Joker. This is what the Joker would be if he were a hero, because he's still as damage heavy. I wouldn't say he's yeah. chaotic because he definitely has a a rule. I don't even know what his D and D alignment would be. Who the Joker? Who, the uh, Frank, the Punisher. Or- Joker is chaotic evil. I mean, I guess chaotic good. That's that's kind of or... where I was leading towards. Yeah. Yeah, because he's doing the right thing in his mind, anyways. He's just going about it in the most destructive way possible. Oh, yeah. See, the reason about that is he's not chaotic. He has this very strict code. True, but his methods are still chaotic. Just because he himself has a code doesn't mean the way he's not going about it isn't chaotic. Uh, yeah, I mean, firing off, you know, a grenade launcher next to a fully loaded apartment building is not what you would call safe, <laughs> lawful, no. or neutral. Definitely chaotic. Explosions. Are <laughs> yeah. Chaotic. yeah. I mean, it could be argued, yes, you know, it's like the blast radius, and it won't affect anyone in that building, but you're still gonna scare the shit out of a lot of people. Yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> or... Yeah, because Daredevil would be neutral good. Because he's not following the law. But he's not chaotic. No. So, okay, chaotic good. Yeah. I just think chaotic good... When I think chaotic good, I think, like, tricksters and stuff. Not so much the violence, but mm-hmm. that would make sense. Yeah, well, he doesn't fit into any of the other chaotics. Really? Yeah. So anyway, that's where I would put him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess if you wanted to argue it a little, I could see a case for chaotic neutral, but barely. Or, or in a sense, a type of lawful good. In the sense that he mm-hmm. is dishing out the punishment that the law is not able to give out that like a an extreme end of that that yeah. type i th- i think maybe i would vote for a neutral good because he'll do whatever it takes whether it's within the law or not within the law he just went it's easier with that not being in the law okay you you play dd okay. yeah. uh, a lot more than i do because yeah. it's been a few years for me <laughs> and like this discussion alone makes me want to start playing again <laughs> but um, I'm going to go with, with whatever you say, honestly. <laughs> okay. 
you, or the two of you, because I, I think Tyler, you play now too, right? We're with Tony. I do not nearly as much as I'd like to, or as much as Tony anymore. So. No, no one plays as much as me because I DM for every child at my work. Yeah, what are you running like six games a week now? No, five, five games a week, three for the kids, one for the staff, and every other weekend I play with my friends. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that is. Yes, yes, it is. It's a lot of work. I have hey, no free least... time, and all my free time goes to this podcast. <laughs> Say, at least you can get a group together. You know, we we used to play, and we can get our DM what every once every six months. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's infuriating. Uh, I've been anyway. listening to uh, to another podcast. Are we rolling? And uh, mm-hmm. that that has really been making me want to get back into it. So I might just try to find a group out here in Orlando. Yeah, hmm. I mean, there are a lot of nerds out there. Probably. That is true. They all generally go to Disney, but there's they're still a lot of nerds. Yep. <laughs> I'd go to Universal to find D&D people. There are a few. Yeah. yeah. Strikes me as more of the place to pick them up at than the Disney people. Pick them up as in meet them, not to actually grab them. The <laughs> <way>. <laughs> hey. Hey, whatever know, there's works. No, there's no laws in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's all a matter of survival. <laughs> that's what i picked up uh. all right all what right. were we talking about the punisher we're on frank frank's frank. code frank's yeah. uh, frank's alignment <laughs> uh, um you know the, the one thing i, I, I kind of wanted to definitely point out about him and uh this is just kind of a segue away from that conversation is um and i think Tyler, you already said this. He still thinks of himself as the good guy because, in his mind, he's doing good work. He's helping society, all that kind of stuff. Um, and in the same way, Daredevil also sees himself as the good guy and all of that stuff. Right? Yeah, he he's doing what he thinks the police can't or won't, or the you know the system itself. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of letting them you know get arrested, post bail, back on the street. You know, as he says, like you know, the next day, a week, a year. He puts them in the morgue, and it's not a problem anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a constant Batman problem. So they yeah. keep breaking out of Arkham. Exactly. Or if he would just start paralyzing people, it'd be no problem. <laughs> or at least well, you think to a prison in a different city, bare minimum. I mean, <laughs> in the comics, Spider-Man like destroys Doc Ock, destroys his body. He starts dying because of all the brain trauma. That he gets, then Doc Ock t- takes over his body, and becomes Spider Man. Yeah, that Nothing's is always the problem with comics. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is foolproof. Well, I don't know. Frank's method is pretty foolproof. Uh, again, can't really spoil it, but death is. Uh, to paraphrase the Mummy, death is only the beginning, <laughs> for some people. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we ready to move on? Yep. Um, yeah, sure. Alright. So, the guy in the chair. The guy in the chair. Don't do anything stupid until I get back. How can I? Taking all the stupid with you. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Uh, all our supporting cast. Like Grotto, who calls Karen to tell him, to tell her not to talk about him anymore. I love how he called asking, what are you guys going to do for me? And then three seconds later, it was basically, screw you guys, don't ever call me again. 
Yeah, that's what I was getting at. It's just like, oh, okay. why did he call in the first place? It seemed like it was just to yell at Karen. <laughs> You're bad, and you should feel bad. Anyway, <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a weird thing for them to slide in there, just how it played out. I was like, you asked for help. She says she'll do what she can. And then you go, that's not good enough. Don't ever contact me again. Bye. I think Grotto is the, not the type of person to make the best decisions, as we've seen. Well, clearly, he stuck around after that sting went bad and hadn't even left town yet. Yeah, he's still in town. It's been. Well, I mean, it's the same night, right? When he calls? Yeah, it is. So it might have been yeah, yeah. an hour or so. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, can, you can put a lot of distance between yourself and the city in an hour. Yeah. Although Hell's Kitchen is the black hole. That's why Daredevil can never leave there. <laughs> and Jessica Jones. <laughs> that's true. And um, later, makes sense. Um, the Punisher finds him trying to steal a car. Is that how he, he said he found Grotto? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Maybe like pulling out some cash and getting a cab would have been a little bit easier. <laughs> they blend in with half of the other yeah. cars in, in Manhattan. Um, I mean, it's modern times. Call a lift. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. 2016 lift was everywhere. Exactly. Uh, I'm sure he's got a credit card or at least a stolen one. Or at very least, uh, take the subway to a different borough. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Get out of the area that, that is known where the Punisher is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then steal a car. Yes. Oh well, yeah. I mean, he's not like a superhero. His only superpower <laughs> is his guns. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and the ability to take a beating. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gotta think. How many times in the last... Oh, okay. Uh, wait, I, there, I want to talk about this later in the fight scene. So never mind. I'll stop okay. myself. Okay. All right. Um, shift gears to the hospital. Where we get Foggy's, like, most badass scene. I know. <laughs> He's, like, he was talking like... his superpower. <laughs> Hey, that was the manliest I think he ever gets in this series. I don't know. I mean, did you... I know you're joining us for this episode, but did you watch episodes one and two recently? Yes, but then I watched two and... Or three and four, like, three times in a row, and I forgot them. Uh, um, When Foggy just walks into the biker bar. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Foggy, I mean... I'd like to see a lawyer show just about Foggy and his lawyer stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we yeah, usually see... Seems like... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Tyler. Oh, no, I was going to say, whenever he gets into the court, like, the actual court setting, though, he seems to, like, just fumble and fall apart. It's true in season one. I feel like in season two, it's better because of stuff we know in the future that I can't yeah. do. Yeah, that's... all right, fair enough. Yeah, I was kind of going to go with that. Like, usually whenever we see lawyers stuff happening... Uh, you know, he's always in uh, in the shadow of Matt. And like, because Matt's mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. definitely the, the better lawyer kind of thing. Uh, at least that's what we're led to believe. But hey, at least so far in this season, he's had a lot more confidence uh, in stuff. And so maybe something happened in between the two seasons that we'll never find out. But uh, like, when he actually gets into it, he's good. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that happened was he found out Matt was Daredevil. He's like, oh god, this guy isn't working. He's just Daredeviling everywhere. <laughs> I need you so somewhere. So it's like, he's, he knows he's got to handle it all now. <laughs> Pretty much. 
I mean, what lawyer stuff has Matt done in these first four episodes? I think our he silence showed up is the answer. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I fog- mean, technically, he spoke with one of his clients briefly on a rooftop before he was shot in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he also spoke to Grotto. He was there for like 10 minutes when Grotto got arrested for the plea deal after the prison, the, not the prison, the hospital shenanigans. Mm. But nothing since then. Okay, so yeah, he's done no lawyering. Yeah. He, I, I don't know if this counts at all. He was the reason that he they found Grotto, because Grotto went to the bar to find them. But mm. he noticed that Grotto had the gun and his heartbeat was crazy and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, uh, he did something to yep. try and get a client and maybe get a paycheck for once. I don't think so, because Grotto was looking for them anyway. So they he would have approached them probably shot karen or something also yeah that's not lawyering that's just undercover daredeviling <laughs> yep that's true <laughs> well there goes my idea he was using <laughs> so uh foggy lawyer at law i don't know <laughs> i'm not good at naming shows <laughs> attorney at law. attorney okay avocado at law there we go <laughs> yep yeah, but he's there. He's there in the hospital with Claire. Claire's back. Yay. Claire's Ooh. awesome. Yeah. I think Rosario Dawson is amazing in anything she's in, so I was glad that they brought her back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she's, she's, yeah, I can't think of anything I dislike her in. I haven't seen that many things with her in it. <laughs> but the few things I've seen, I like her in it. <laughs> um... Yeah, so she's overwhelmed and she's got a crappy um, shift because of leaving and helping Luke and Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that why she got the bad shift? I never watched those. Two. Yeah, um, the I think the last episode, of Jessica Jones, um, Jessica, or who's it? Kilgrave takes over the hospital, and she helps. And um, Luke is unconscious because Jessica shot him in the face with, with a, a shotgun. Oh. <laughs> yeah, long story. Do it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Claire helps them leave oh, and okay. just abandons their shift. And Which then, you think... oh, oh, oh no, and even ahead. worse, um, Claire wants to go back to work, but Jessica says, "Hey, can you stick around and and watch after Luke for a bit, uh, just to make sure he's okay?" And eventually, she says yes. And then Luke wakes up. They talk for like ten seconds, and he sneaks out. He just leaves. <laughs> yep. And I don't think so... Jessica ever comes home because it's the end. So um, Claire's just left there. <laughs> well, it also goes to show that it takes a lot to get fired then from that job. Um, I think if you're a good nurse, good nurses are hard to find. So she also so... just like took like weeks of time off when the Kingpin's people were after her in season one of Daredevil. Oh, yeah, because she went into hiding, didn't she? Yeah. At her friend's house with a cat. Okay, so yeah, if you're a good nurse, you can do whatever you want. Pretty much. Um, but this this does. We were talking a couple, either last week or the week before, Al, about when this takes place in relation to the other shows. This can't be that long after Jessica Jones if she's still getting crappy shifts for that one thing. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I probably should have rewound when she said that because 
I, I think she might have given a time frame. She might have said like last month or a couple weeks uh. ago. Or I'm just making that up right now as, as I say it. I, I actually don't remember. But I really should have rewound that because that, that would have actually helped a lot. Um, but it's, yeah, it, you know, like you said, it's if it's pretty close to then. And those Jessica Jones episodes, they all came out in, as I'm scrolling and scrolling, in 2015. So November 2015. Okay. Yeah. But they don't take place in November 2015. Because we definitely see a scene of her in January. Because I remember they're looking at the timestamp for it's a year after Kilgrave got hit by the car and all those shenanigans, or the by the bus. Well, I'll say according to a timeline for the Netflix stuff I'm looking at right now, Daredevil season two is supposedly right after Jessica Jones season one. Yeah, but how right long after? There. That's what we're questioning. This one is not that in depth and doesn't tell me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah the Netflix ones are weird because they're all mm-hmm. like so close, I guess. Or um, yeah, and I I don't know yeah. when any of these happen, like in total, as far as like a year and that kind of stuff. Because Tony, how many of them did you say? Did you say all, everything up until Defenders mm-hmm. happens before the Age of Ultron movie? Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay, we know per what's his name, um, Fahey. I nope, no, the other guy, the guy who's in who was in charge of Disney's um TV, uh, oh. Jeff Loeb. Okay. We know per Jeff Loeb that Defenders and everything before Defenders takes place before Age of Ultron. But Jessica Jones season two, because of a line, that takes place after Captain America: Civil War. So. And we'll get there in Jessica Jones season two. So, I don't know when this stuff happens. It's between 2012 and 2015, all this stuff. Okay. Yeah, they don't really ever discuss the years in it at all, huh? Or No, they, re- no, they reference the events of Avengers a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then... They, don't they call, it, they call it just like the, the, they call it the event or the incident? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, because you don't want to say the alien invasion or right. the Battle of New York or whatever. Um, And then, like I said, we'll go and do it in the future, but there's a line in Jessica Jones that pretty much says it happens after Civil War. But that at least oh, really? us. Yeah. Oh, okay. But we'll get that in, there in like two years. <laughs> we got some time. Yep. Uh, yeah. Alright. Yeah. Um, anything else with our side characters? Um, uh, I did kind of we... want to bring up Karen real quick. Yeah, yeah so we so, didn't talk about Karen yet. Yeah, so I, I like I think I had mentioned this before, but like she's been like really on the ball with her job this season. Like she knows what uh-huh. she's doing. Um and then we're kind of seeing this this episode that she's like a lot more hungry, I guess, kinda of to do stuff because like, she was yelling at Foggy uh, at the beginning when they were talking to the DA. Like, hey, why don't you uh, do anything, you know, any of your lawyering stuff? Uh, and then she just goes off and kind of does her own thing to get the, you know, those files from the DA's assistant. So mm-hmm. she's, like, really going off and doing her own stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's, again, she's racked with guilt over what happened with Wesley in last season. 
So she's just trying to do her best to help every criminal and redeem them so she could be redeemed in her own mind. Oh, yeah. I always forget about Wesley. Yeah. Which is weird because I loved Wesley. I think, he's, I think he's my favorite villain other than Kingpin last season. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty cool. Wait, I, I don't remember that. Which one was Wesley? Wesley was Kingpin's, um, like, his assistant. Who? Oh, uh, okay, yes. Yeah, towards the end he captures now. Karen and Karen shoots him. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she does, like, all the legwork to find out, you know, everything about Frank Castle. Mm-hmm. That no one else bothered to do at all. No. I mean, she's kind of got to. Foggy's um, calming down the hospital and uh, Matt's chained to the roof. (laughs) True. True. Mm -hmm. Plus, what she did, I guess, technically, I mean, technically it is illegal, I assume. Uh, I don't know if that's one of those things where they would get disbarred as lawyers if either of them did it. Foggy or uh, Murdoch. Then again, talking about all the daredevil stuff, I'm sure, would get him disbarred. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, are you talking about confronting um, the DA's assistant? Yeah. Right, yeah, what, yeah what, what Karen did to like get those files, and then him giving her the files, too. I'm sure that's there's some stuff there that probably isn't. I, I, I'm, I'm I mean, sure. did she do anything illegal, though? She just kind of pointed out that... This woman throws everyone under the bus, and we need your help to make sure that doesn't happen to us before you're next. Yeah, the the only thing that could be illegal is he says that they're top secret. I don't know if they're legitimately top secret or not, since she's DA. She'd have access to that stuff. Right. So, so if they're legitimately top secret, then yeah, that's... It's- that's, That's very illegal. <laughs> yeah, she she knowingly <laughs> took those files. Like, yeah, he gave them yes. to her, but she she knew what they were and then walked away with them. Mm. Yeah. Um, what she does next episode is illegal, definitely. Yeah, but we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think before we move on to our next section, Al, do we have a word from our sponsor? Yes, we do. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so... Stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration... The chair. So, uh, something slightly different today. Uh, Tony, uh, we're going to do a little bit of a game here. So I want you to close your eyes and imagine this scenario. Okay. Right. Do I have to squeak? Uh, no, no, no squeaking. No <laughs> echolocation okay. is required for this. <laughs> okay. All right, are your eyes closed? Oh, God, where am I? I need the echo to tell me where I am. All right, I'll stop. All right, I'll take that as a yes. Your eyes are closed. Okay. Now imagine this. It's nighttime. A brisk 72 degrees freedom units. Uh, you're outside, and you're wearing something comfy, like pajamas or a top hat. Now, you are 100% calm. Tony? What are you doing right now? I'm uh, getting complimented on my top hat. <laughs> exactly. Like many people in the world, you just want someone to talk to. And that's where our sponsor, Maddie Matt's Therapy Sessions, comes into the picture. Uh, we all have times where we need to talk to someone but don't want to pay for a licensed professional. They're expensive. For those times, you need you need to contact Maddie Matt, a nice uh, quote-unquote therapist in your noble, in, a, in your local neighborhood, asterisk. 
Even better, <laughs> Matty Matt will 100% stick around for the entire session because he ties himself up to the roof with chains. If it's good enough to stop werewolves who don't want to hurt people, it's good enough for Matty Matt. Use promo code MCU Rewind today to get a free pillow. Disclaimer, Matty Matt is not a licensed professional. If you need real help, uh, don't take advice from a fake sponsor. Asterisk, uh, when we said your neighborhood earlier, we only meant Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. There's a lot of trust that Matty Matt gives us when we use his uh, um so Oh, can I open my eyes now? It's getting it's dark. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> if you don't oh, okay. want to practice your echolocation skills. <laughs> See if your cat's yeah. sneaking up on you or something. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, he puts a lot of trust in his possibly mentally unstable um, patients by tying himself up before <laughs> the thing. Well, that's how you know you can trust him. <laughs> yep. Alright. Well, talking about echolocation and whatnot, uh, powers and abilities, and superhero landings. Their abilities? He's got increased metabolism and improved thermal homeostasis. Her thing is neuroelectric interfacing, telekinesis, mental manipulation. He's fast and she's weird. That thing does not obey the laws of physics at all. So we're talking the hallway fight. Pretty much. Which, was that another one take, by the way? I I think it was. There was definitely a long section where it was a one take, and then I stopped paying attention because it was just a cool fight scene. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm almost. I honestly think it was a one take the whole way through. It definitely was not. Like, you could tell a couple of parts no? where it would, like, get a little dark. Um, oh, yeah. uh, okay. But, like, it was still a very long fight scene, and some of those oh, yeah. parts were, like,. Still pretty long for a fight to not cut up into different spots. So, mm -hmm. uh, but it, I mean, it was, and Daredevil it was pretty close. Absolutely killed at least two men in that scene for sure. No, everybody's fine. He hit him with a pipe wrench in the head. That's like five pounds of steel to your skull. A pipe wrench with a sleeping pill in it that slowly <laughs> deposited in his mouth and dissolved and quickly and he went to sleep. There was the guy where he wrapped the chain around his neck and then he jumped off the stairs and was hanging from the dude's neck before he flipped him down a flight below. <laughs> and he landed on the stairs, not falling down to the bottom floor, which means You're he's right. fine. He did land on the stairs, <laughs> neck first. Which means he's fine. <laughs> the neck is the strongest part of the body. I think she's <laughs> yeah, everybody <of> knows that. <laughs> I do find it interesting too how the Punisher is able to knock Matt out with a single punch when he's chained up. But then he can just get the crap beat out of him by these bikers and stay standing, no problem. Yeah. I was actually thinking about this. This guy has been knocked unconscious three times in two days. He's <laughs> <laughs> doing really well in the fight. Oh, yeah, no. He, he's got to have some CTE issues. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... Th the only, like... Only argument I can make is when the Punisher punched him... He got hit with the fist, then his head, the back of his head hit the brick wall. Okay, I, yeah. I can see that argument. But, yeah, that's even, that's stretching. Well, it's just like, when Daredevil finally knocked out the Punisher just by banging his head against the wall, even though Frank Castle is shown to basically be the Terminator, <laughs> and take yeah. unbelievable amounts of damage and punishment and keep going. Yeah. But, nope. Just one hit against the wall, and he goes to sleep for ten minutes. One hit against the wall after being punched 43 times. <laughs> Still. 
<laughs> I think it's cumulative. <laughs> also, can we talk about the world's slowest elevator? <laughs> yeah. I like how he kept pressing the button when he knows. He can hear how fast the elevator is going. It's not speeding up every time he presses it. <laughs> exactly. But it seemed like it got up to him in a relatively decent amount of time. But then it took the length of the whole fight scene before it got back down to the floor. Well, for all we know, it could have been one or two levels below him when it came up, and it might just be that slow. Mm, I guess. Yeah. That's true. We don't know where the elevator started. Yeah. Although Daredevil does, because he heard it. Of course. <laughs> That's why he knew he had enough time to put Frank in it. Mm-hmm. So can we just give Daredevil a chain? Yeah, always. <laughs> and gun hand. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure about gun hand. <laughs> He, he might need to grab him sometimes. <laughs> he's, like, he's like Edward Gunhands. <laughs> I, I mean, it was effective. Yeah. He used Gunhand really well. Well, you know... Okay, so Iron Man is not made out of iron. So I know that it doesn't matter. G- guns, or I don't think those guns are made out of iron. But since it's currently tied to his hand, does he have an iron fist? <laughs> It could be argued that yes, he did. <laughs> All right, he's a way better Iron Fist than what we're going to get later. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one who didn't mind Iron Fist? Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, Iron Fist season two is actually good. Not great, but good. <laughs> but I thought they were both okay. Okay. But then again, I think I'm one of the few people who didn't like Jessica Jones. So that's true. That was pretty divisive. I know I, yeah, but it's like overall, people like it, but there's some who don't. Yeah, but I know Iron Fist is like universally hated. Yeah. Give Inhumans the shot. And if you like that, I don't think we can be friends anymore. <laughs> is Inhumans that bad? <laughs> yes, it is the single worst thing that Marvel has done, MCU-wise. I don't know. I wasn't really that impressed with the Runaways. Um, I'm, well, for, I like the Runaways. The comic's way better. Um, no, Inhumans is the, the show. yeah. The Inhumans is the worst thing they've made. Yeah, I, I just I can't I can't forgive that 3D uh, Raptor that they had in that show. That was just atrocious. <laughs> it looked like a college student uh, art project. I mean, it's it's better than I've seen in other movies. Dinosaurs are hard to pull off. We're just spoiled by Jurassic Park and Universal. <laughs> I mean, they do a good job. Yep. Um, yeah. Inhumans, Disney Plus, go go give it a watch. Alright. I'll give it a watch. Was that a it wasn't a Disney Plus exclusive, was it? No, it was ABC. Oh, that was the one that they canceled after like the third episode, right? No, they they showed like all eight or ten. They also released the first two episodes in IMAX, which is the only Marvel thing in theaters that I have not seen. Thank Oof. God. <laughs> Alright, I'll give it a watch. We'll see how bad it is. Yeah. They got a cool bulldog, but that's about it. All right. We also get Superhero Landing number 63, where Daredevil does a backflip and Superhero lands on a guy's face to knock him out. Totally not dead, though. Totally not dead. <laughs> no, not at all. Not a 180-pound man landing on your face. No, you're good. <laughs> Knee first. Yeah. Does that count as a superhero landing? Yeah, he's three-point landed. Totally. Okay, alright. Is that just the three points need to be touching, huh? Three points or you need to land with, like, sufficient impact 
like um, Iron Man, or will sometimes land without a three-point landing, but with sufficient impact, it's definitely a super heroically landed. Okay. Yeah, there's some flexibility we've established. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> since this is the <laughs> only thing I've been consistently doing since episode one of our podcast. <laughs> is counting superhero landings? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, listen to Civil War, which uh, starts coming out next week when we're recording. Came out weeks ago when you guys are listening to it, listeners. Um, there are like 15 superhero landings in that movie because there's just so many superheroes. Yeah, that's true. Everybody gets at least one. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Tell him, Peter. Uh, everybody gets one, apparently. <laughs> I mean, it's in their contract, I'm sure. Yeah, that's one of the things they negotiate, like uh, how much they're paid, what order their name goes in the credits, and how many super landings, superhero landings they get. Well, we all know that is something Ryan Reynolds um, campaigned for when he got Deadpool. <laughs> Did he ever get one in Deadpool? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I know Angel Dust had yeah, one, she did. and I think Colossus might have. I don't know if Deadpool got one. I'm sure he did. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm now less sure he did. I'm unsure whether he did. <laughs> oh no, I guess I have to go watch the Deadpool movies again. I have not seen the second one since I saw it in theaters. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it just not up. It's it's good. Yeah, I mean no, it's it's not bad. I I liked it. I just haven't watched it again. I have not mm. I haven't been motivated to watch a rewatch a X-Men movie for a while. Uh, I'll sit down and rewatch Logan any day of the week. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, I'm. People keep saying they want to. Um, you know how they brought Old Man Logan into the present Marvel comics? Yes. They want to bring Logan into the present MCU, like um, Hugh Jackman's Old Man Logan. I think they need to leave that alone. I think it was perfect the way they ended it. Yeah, but also Disney likes money, so we'll see what happens. <sighs> Yeah, I I don't think Hugh Jackman's interested though. Didn't he say he was done? He did say he yes. was done, but he also said that he would be open to uh, taking the role up again if it's within within the MCU. <clears throat> Although oh, that was a okay. few years ago, and, so I don't know. Yeah. also and everybody likes money, so yeah. I mean, those truckloads of cash that used to go to to Robert Downey Jr.'s house <laughs> has to go somewhere. <laughs> um. We're we're veering off, so yeah. let's let's bring it back <laughs> to uh random facts or not facts, but any random things we wanted to bring up. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself twelve percent of credit. Twelve percent. An argument can be made for fifteen. Twelve percent. Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm twelve minutes older than you. Go. What percentage? I don't know. Twelve percent. Twelve percent? That is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than eleven percent. What the hell does that have to do with anything? I had nothing except for maybe the Joker comparisons, which we already <laughs> talked about. Yeah, no, I don't have anything for that part either. I covered everything I wanted to. Al, save us. All right, I have two. I actually had three, oh. but the Joker thing was in there, so I have two. <laughs> Um, so the first one, um, is just kind of something I thought would have been a little bit cooler. So the episode title was, uh, New York's Finest, but, um, similar to what they did in the first 
episode. I thought it would actually have been really cool if the episode title was the first line that the Punisher gets in the episode, which is "Morning Sunshine." Um, just because it's it's a Punisher yeah. heavy episode, that kind of thing. Yeah, I have no idea what they do when they name episodes. They probably just throw some random thing out there. So, um, I guess that also depends on the show. So that's it. Yeah, I want. I've always wondered how much work they put into naming episodes, just in general. Yeah, some I, are really clever, and some are just stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like when we name our episodes for this that go, you know, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I yeah, some shows I'm trying to remember, like Friends. It was always the one where something or other, right? Mm-hmm. And then wait, Friends episodes had titles. Yes. Yeah. Every show, oh. every episode has a title of some kind. Even if it's like, huh. um, see, I was watching uh, Sabrina on Netflix, and I noticed they're all like chapter twenty-eight something or other. Uh-huh. And actually, I think The Good Place did the same thing, but they just went with numbers. I think they just did chapter one, chapter two, which was like the episode hmm. number, so it just went till the end. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, or yeah, they, some some do that. Yeah, or they had actual titles, and I just never picked up on it, but I always saw a number. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing, uh, Daredevil says, you know, as a fun fact, a uh, few people are actually originally from New York. Uh, I feel like everyone who lives in a big city says that. I don't know if it's true or not. It's just one of those things that feels that way. Um, I, I was actually watching an interview with some actors, some voice actors today on uh-huh. YouTube, and they were talking about how close and knit they are. And she said, it's because no one in L.A. is from L.A. And it's just like, we're all from different places, so we have to build our own family. It's like, I just heard that a couple hours ago in Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, L.A. is one. Um, I live here in Orlando, and, like, the majority of the people I work with on my team are from different places. Um, when mm-hmm. I went to college in Salt Lake City, I spent a couple of months working with at, uh, at a Starbucks, and three of us were from California, so... Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like any large city, that's that's probably true. Or it's easy to just feel like that's true, and maybe it's it's not at all. But I don't know. Just wanted to, yeah, to point I, that out. That's Wait. believable, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are my right. two. Like, I guarantee you, like, you can walk around San Francisco and do the same thing. You just start asking people. Half of them probably aren't from San Francisco itself. That's true. I mean, because mm-hmm. big cities are a place you move to to like to break into whatever business you want to break into mm-hmm. or if you've been there your whole life you're sick of that big town this is true too <laughs> like my parents my dad moved here from a little town called porterville to go to a bigger city my mom moved out of san francisco to the small town of sacramento <laughs> to get away, <laughs> from, to get the big away city. from it yeah yeah all right so, uh, do we want to uh, rate the episode? I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, uh, what? What's your rating scale? Al, what's our rating scale? Uh, so we go on a scale of one through five, and we always have to choose uh, what it is. So in this case, um, we're going to say, how do we like this on a scale of one through five, uh, totally not dead Hell's uh, biker, uh, I already forgot what they're called, Hell, Dogs from Hell. Totally dogs not dead Dogs from Hell, Dogs of Hell. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, you go first, Tyler, as our guest. How many uh, totally not dead dogs of hell would you give this? Five I'd is give it the a best solid. answer. So one, one is low. Yeah, I'd give it a four out of five. Not right. dead dogs of hell. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked this one. It had everything you want. You want good character and good fight scene at the end and Foggy being a badass. So I'll give it four not dead dogs of hell and one probably really dead dog of hell, <laughs> which is four and a half. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm gonna kind of break from you guys. I'm gonna go a little bit lower at a three three and a half. And uh, I thought the ending was really good, like especially that hallway fight scene. Uh, but uh, some of the like some of the other stuff just was very slow. And I know I'm I'm always complaining about things that are slow and. That's my that's one of my my big problems with rewatching some of the, the Netflix shows. They uh, have the ability to do that, and um, you know, at, at least you know we're getting to stuff, right? We're we're getting Punishers, some backstory there. Um, but I don't know. Daredevil spent the entire time changed to a roof. Um, Punisher spent the entire time just talking to him until the end. Uh, and when I had to write the uh, description at for the beginning of the episode. I really had to look at my notes at what else happened because it really felt like not much that really mattered. So I'm, I'm going low on this. Okay, so Al okay. doesn't like that's character development. Low. That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> that's true. <Yep. laughs> Al hits characters. God, All right, Al. You're welcome. Right. Well, well, join us next time as we cover Daredevil season two, episode four. 11 cents, a.k.a. Penny and Dime. And remember to give us a follow on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. This is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Season 2, Episode 3, New York Finest. Signing off. Have a marvelous day. Bye.